up at a time. This is tea time. Making a difference. One cup at a time. So be sure to grab your tea, grab a seat, and tune in to Miss Liz. Well, welcome, welcome, welcome. It's tea time again. That's right. Miss Liz is in the house. And today I have an incredible woman in the house with me. That's right. Her name's Elizabeth too. And you know what happens when we have two Elizabeths. We have a strong tea in the house. So I want to welcome each and every one of you who are tuning in and listening and who will be watching the replay. Please push hashtag replay or put hashtag live because I'm really curious on who's watching and who's listening afterwards. So a little bit into our tea time today. I'm going to do the disclaimer because we do have a topic that might be emotionally stressed to some out there or trauma or trigger some of you out there. So we will be talking about some strong subjects today. It is a strong tea, so prepare yourself. Get your questions ready, your comments ready, and your support. And let's just have a good old strong cup of tea. So the disclaimer for Miss Liz is Tea Time's live shows. I'm Miss Liz. I'm going live on StreamYard.com. And before leaving a comment, please grant StreamYard.com permission to use your name so that I can put you onto the screen if you do have a question or comment. Please be advised that the content brought forward at for any Tea Time hosted by myself, Miss Liz, is always brought forward in good faith, however, may bring forth dialogue and opinions that may not represent my platform. The facts and information are perceived to be accurate at the given time of airing. All tea time guests and audience participants are responsible for their good judgment in taking any action that may relate to this discussion. The content brought forward may include discussions of some that may be emotionally at risk. It is significant to know that this show is engaging in discussion forms only to offer and inspire awareness and connection and it is not a providing therapeutical advice. If you have any questions about the disclaimer of this panelist discussion, you may freely contact me, Miss Liz, at, at bookingmissliz at gmail.com. Moving forward, should you choose to voluntarily participate in this show in any aspect, I myself, Miss Liz, welcomes you. And should you decide that the show is not good for you at this time, I respect that and I will see you in a future show at a later date. Now, I want to just give you a little info on my incredible guest, but I'm going to pop her into the studio because I like to see these people when I'm reading their incredible bio. So I'm going to pop Elizabeth Charity into the studio with me. Welcome, Elizabeth. Thank you, Elizabeth. <laughs> <laughs> and double E and double Liz is in the house again. Uh, and, and for some reason, 2022 has had a lot of Elizabeths in the house. So that maybe that's uh, an alignment coming. So I just want to read a little bit about your bio, Elizabeth, and then we'll get into what you do and all of that good stuff and just share some information and bring that awareness of your services and your corporation and any other things that you have on the go, books or radio shows or all that good stuff. We're going to have a juicy tea time today. We're going to get really deep and really yes. strong. So get ready to spill the tea. So a little bit on Elizabeth. Elizabeth was born in Richmond. VA, I'm not sure where that is, Vermont, uh, VA, Virginia. Virginia. Virginia, where she began her ministry to the youths in the 1970s. She now resides in Highland Springs, Virginia, I, I at the facility, facility in which she is opening up for the residential care with a business center on site in which she and other business partners and the faith-based community provide employment, empowerment, and shelter for juvenile offenders, young adult men. Released from the juvenile detention center between the ages of 17 and a half to 21 years old. She is a proud mom of two sons and who has master's degrees in public administration and Dr. Rev. Travis Harris, who have contributed to the family legacy with six beautiful and handsome grandchildren, Isaiah Harris, Elijah Harris, Grace Harris, Faith Harris, and Aliyah Harris, and Anthony. Aliyah. 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 
and Ethan Harris. Both of her sons are example of her work, ethics, and education philosophy. Between the two of them, they graduated from six universities and community colleges with degrees. So Elizabeth, now I want to get into what you do and who you are. I've read your bio, but I really want to get to know who you are. <laughs> I am a person and I don't take no for an answer. I love it. I love it. <laughs> so I am, I am very determined. <laughs> but it said, if you fail one time, get up and try again. Right. So for the past, I guess for the past 50 some years, I've been reaching out to the disadvantaged population, especially with young people. I have taught Sunday school. I have um, did uh, community services. I have also started my own business. What happened was, Liz, I was um, working as a account supervisor okay. at America Tobacco. Mm -hmm. So, oh, wow. yes, once I said America Tobacco, <laughs> it was something because when I went there, they had a 12 employees in that in accounts receivables, right? Okay. So um, I had an MSA experience that's um, uh, multiple services, Microsoft services uh, account in which the previous company has sent me they had sent me to Microsoft to learn how to do Microsoft. So I had uh, developed the program. And I was thinking that since they had paid so much money to send me for this, so I asked them to be, if I could be a supervisor. <laughs> this was the <laughs> corporation, right? After corporation is big, I mean, they are big time. So I figured if I have that, if I have an MSA and you have spent that much money on me, then make me uh, a supervisor. And they go, oh, no, no, Liz, you have to have a degree. I go, what? You have to have a degree. I have to have a degree when you already spent the money on me to be in charge of your accounts receivables and, and to put all of this on the MSA system. They say, yes. Mm, okay. So I had trained everybody in the office, right? So what happened was one of my smartest persons, I mean, she, she this girl was on, on time. She knew how to get the work done, efficient, and she got a promotion when she went out and got her promotion at America Tobacco. So what happened was when she get to America Tobacco, they let her know they need a supervisor for the MSA accounts receivable department. She said, oh, I know just the person, Liz Charity. She's over there. Get in contact with her. Everything I knew. She taught me everything. And so sure enough, they called me and uh, set up an appointment for me to come in. And when I went in, they said, Liz, we have a, a lots and lots of students, college students who want this job. They even have their degree, but they have no MSA experience, none whatsoever. Wow. And I said, really? Well, let me see what you got here. And when they showed me that little chart, I said, that's my spot. Put me there. <laughs> I'll stick right here, right? Just put me in there. <laughs> put me there. That's me. <laughs> I, I, I like that you brought it up, Liz, that you know that you didn't have that degree, but you were already in that in that department. Yes. You know, it, that's that's alarming, you know, because they already believed in you. And like you said, you already believe in me. You've already got me here. You know, how, so that's kind of frustrating. And, and I get that a lot, too, is you don't have that degree. So you can't do this. You can't do that. Well, 
who are you to tell me that I can't do it? Give me That's a chance. Right. And and I like that you said that. Give me a chance. Put me here. Like, put me in this spot, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. So where did that journey take you? Okay. That journey took me to... Um... I actually went in and downsized and I saved them so much money because um, they was hiring a lot of people, was doing overtime, and they had 12 employees. By the time I finished, I had downsized to just myself and two other people. So you can, and no overtime. In fact, I was doing so good. I was doing so good that they actually um, had my my two people, my two employees, to go and help out in other in other uh, departments. And so, what I did was I made the job seem so easy, so they figured like they could just bring anybody in. So what they did was they promoted my manager. Wow. He got a promotion. He did, he got a promotion. (laughs) In the meantime, (laughs) in the meantime, they hire another uh, manager and she of course could come in and she could say, um, she could bring her own whole group. I said, oh, okay. So what you're saying is you want me to train your supervisor that you have already picked. You want me to train her and for her to take my job. Yeah, not my job. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to do all the work for you and then you're going to take me out? No way. <laughs> yeah, so th- th- this, is, this is what happened. <laughs> it was so funny because she, and she was a college student, you know, she was a college student, you know, so I try to train her, but she know that as long as I am there, she did not have to do, the, she didn't have to do anything. Wow. Right. And you have to realize the predicament I am in. I'm a single mother raising two sons. So I, they knew I need that job. So you, this, this is what I did, Liz. I'm a perfect a person of faith. I believe in God, right? So I went, I, I went in the bathroom, and I sit on my throne. <laughs> this is gonna get juicy. We're spilling tea today. <laughs> And I start praying. I said, God, you know the situation. What must I do? And he said, he said, if they if they are going to have you to train her, then they should at least give you a raise. I said, okay. So you're saying that they should give me a raise? He said, yes, there's a price to come behind there. I go, okay. And then I go, okay, God, wait a minute. I have a house payment going on. I have two sons, and you're telling me that if they, what if they don't give me a raise? He said, then you quit. I go, what? I said, wait a minute. How I know this? You're talking to me, God. I, I'm not so sure this is you. <laughs> I think your name never saw. <laughs> It's two, it's, it's three things that's going to happen. I'm going to tell you the first two. Number one, when you go out there, the most male that you've ever seen is going to come in. They're going to bring in cots and cots of male. I go, okay. He said, number two, your manager is going to come in and she wants to talk to you. I said, okay. So I went back and I started working and all of a sudden there come all of the smell. <laughs> They're all going. <laughs> I went, oh my gosh. 
somebody else said it. Oh my gosh, that's the most mail we ever got. We never got that much mail before. I said, oh my gosh, what am I gonna do? And then sure enough, my manager come out and she said, uh, Liz, I need to see you. I said, okay. So I go in, she said, I understand that you are not training Becky. I said, Becky don't want me to train her. She said, what you mean? I said, I have tried to train Becky, but Becky does not want me to train her because she knows that as long as I'm here, I'm going to get the job done. And, and right now, I'm working with a council receivable and a council payable. I, I am filling two positions, and she's getting paid for one. <laughs> wow. And I said, um, <laughs> and they look at me, and they said, uh, well, Liz, to be quite honest with you, if you can't train her, then we're going to have to fire you. I said, oh, no, you don't have to fire me. I resign. They go, what? I said, I resign. They looked at me. They couldn't believe it. They knew that I had just moved into a new house. They wow. knew I, they had just been, did a big write-up about me in the paper. A single mother working here at America Tobacco, raising two sons in a, in a good neighborhood. You know what I'm saying? In a good neighborhood. It was one of the best neighborhoods in Richmond. It was called Chandler Farms, okay? Uh, and you just don't find a single mother raising two sons and especially a black woman living in Chandler Farms in the 80s. You just don't find that. So that by itself was a miracle. <laughs> <laughs> so after they they really didn't expect that. So I said, um, are you giving me a raise? And they go, no, we're not giving you a raise. I said, give me the paper. I resign. Right, and remember, I told you, God had told me there was going to be three signs. Yeah. Right at the time that I signed, that I uh, resigned, the computer blew up. <laughs> <laughs> There's your sign. <laughs> I said, well, I guess Becky have to do that. <laughs> You'll have to figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> so, so Liz, what happened was I go home and I praise God all the way home until I get home and then reality sets in. And I go, oh my gosh, God, what am I going to do? I got a house payment due, electric bill due. Oh my gosh, God, what am I going to do? I didn't even have a car. Uh, I was driving my sister's car, you know, you see, because I had had a bad accident and my car was total. So it was like one thing after another. And I was going, what am I supposed to do? And um, the Lord told me, he said, um, again, it's like he working threes. He said, um, your, your sister could come and she could give you a car. So do you think baby to go? He said, I want you to apply for your nonprofit organization, Youth Outreach Services. And I go, what? I don't have any money. <laughs> Where are you taking me now? <laughs> I said, oh, right? He was all over. We're like, oh, what am I doing? <laughs> I go, I don't have any, I don't have any money. And you, you want me to apply for a nonprofit organization, and, and I need to get a business license. I mean, uh, wait, 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 how am I supposed to do this? And that's when he said, um, I needed like um, $35 for the business license, right? So right at that moment, I get a phone call because I had did a TV show earlier and I had paid my video person. And she, call, she called me at that moment and she said, um, Liz, I go, yes. She said, you know the money that you paid me? 
said, yeah, when I did your video show, I go, yeah. She said, God told me to give it back to you. <laughs> well, look at that, right? And it opened yeah. that door. So he, he, get, he had given me the money to go and get the business license. My sister then came in and she said, um, you can use the car. I don't have anything else to do. I said, okay, okay, God, that's two out of, out of three. And you know I'm going to need a lawyer, Lord. He said, just get to the business. Just get to the business. Just get to, the, uh, to get your license. Just go and get your business license, okay? So I get in there and I'm uh, driving along and I get in there and I'm in line. It was a nice long line. And so um, I said, um, the, this person in front of me, I said, hi, how you doing? He said, hi, how you doing? I said, so what are you here for? He said, I'm a lawyer. I said, what? He said, I'm a lawyer. <laughs> There's your sign. <laughs> that was but we have to put our faith into God, right? Because he does put us into those situations where he's just like, believe in me and I will give it to you. Yes. You know, yes. a lot and, of people and, and, are scared of that. Yes. Yes. So that's exactly how Youth Outreach Services, Youth Corporation Inc. got started. And that was in 19, 1989. Wow. 1989. That's Isn't a long that time. That's a long time. And I've been doing it totally on faith, on mercy, on grace. <laughs> and following God's instruction. So at, at that time was when I started. So I started uh, my radio broadcast. Let me tell you how I started my radio broadcast. <laughs> yeah, I'm curious about that one. <laughs> Um, in fact, he, 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 it's like he, he told me, he said, I want you to start your radio broadcast on WFTH. And I go, huh? Yes, you, you go and start your radio broadcast. And it was like, hmm. Because you see, what happened was at the time I was doing, I was writing, I was receiving my healing from the divorce that I had received that I was going through with my husband. Um, in other words, all this happened right after I got a divorce from my husband. So I was wondering how in the world I was going to take care of my two sons, you know? And, and so that's when God like moved on my behalf. I got the raise, you know, by the two, by getting a new job. And um, so what happened was at that time, <laughs> He said, I want you to write poetry to me. So at night, what I would do is I would wake up and I would write love poems to God. Oh, wow. I wrote love poems to him. And so that's when he said, I want you to share those love poems on the radio. Oh, wow. Uh-huh. And it was called Poetry Time. So... I call, so what I did was I call um, channel, I called WFTH radio. And that's when I told them that I want to do poetry time. And um, I said, to be quite honest with you though, we got to pay for this, this radio broadcast, right? I said, and I really don't even have the money. <laughs> Lord, where are you taking me now? <laughs> I say that all the time because people are like, where's Miss Liz going? And I'm like, I'm just following him. Like he's putting me in this direction. He's telling me to close these doors for a reason because there's other doors to be open. Like we really need to trust the process, even though if it scares the crap out of us and we don't understand at times, we really just need to go through it all, you know, and just do it. Give it a try. If you don't try, you don't know. Right. 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 And, and sure enough, I had this radio broadcast and he was financing it for me. Brilliant. And it was called Poetry Time. And it's where I wrote wrote my love poems 
to God. And out of that came my first book. And it was called, With Christ, the Sun Rose in My Life. Let me tell you how that how I got that title. Um, right after I had um, left my husband, I lived with my sister for a little while. And um, this particular morning, he woke me up. He said, we got a date together. I go, huh? He said, we got a date. I go, okay. So he had me to go in her yard. And in her yard was these big trees. And he said, I'm going to show you a sunrise. So sure enough, all of a sudden, I saw the sun come from behind the trees. And then it's like he took that sun and he like threw it in the sky. And then it's like he took it and stopped bouncing it like a ball. And all I could do was fall down on my knees and give him reverence. I said, oh, what an awesome God we serve. Oh, my gosh, what an awesome God we serve. And that's when he began to pour those poems into my heart. So he said, go, go, go upstairs, and I want you to write. And I began to write. And as I wrote those poems, it, it, it was it, it was like fire. There was no words on there. It was like fire. And he said, I am making the sun shine in your life. And I go, okay. So that's 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 what happened when I uh, he started just had me write those love poems to him. And so after I wrote those love poems to him and did my radio broadcast, that's when he then told me, the, 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 the manager of the radio broadcast uh, of, the, of the station, he heard my poems and he said, Liz, you know what, I, what you know, there is, you need, you need to start a TV production. I go, what? He said, I know the person. <laughs> <laughs> this person's going to help you. Trust is the Lord. He's got your back. He said, I know a person who does television. And, and, and he, he's looking for some, he's looking for some, yeah. someone to um, do like a community program. And I said, okay. He said, his name is Paul Adams. Go and tell him that I sent you. So sure enough, I went to Paul Adams and I shared with him what I was doing. He said, Liz, that fit in exactly with what I want to do. I said, really? He said, yeah. It, it, it brings in the whole community. So it was called the Environment Showcase. So this is how, uh-huh, Environment Showcase. So, so what happened was <laughs> to get this radio broadcast up and going, God had me to go into the worst part of town. <laughs> well, he never sent us to the good place. <laughs> A lot of people know, no, it's it's a lot of work to get to the good place. <laughs> he had me go to he had me go to what you call the projects. Okay. Over in the projects, there was this one particular guy and his family that lived there. And it was like God had me to meet him. This particular individual, he was working for the newspaper. But his family, his friends, they all was doing drugs. He was the only one working. And his family, his whole family was doing drugs, right? So what happened was he helped me. He went and got all of the kids from the project to come and be a part of my radio show. <laughs> I'm going to give you something better to do. 
better society, right? And that's how we got that topic was on how to better the society. How to build a better society because I have lived it. You see what yeah. I'm saying? Don't you know that those young people are now, but like uh, Leroy, he's the one that really round up everybody. He is now living over in the best side of town. He came out of the projects and now he's living in the I mean, in one of those gated communities. <laughs> <laughs> He's got it good. He got to the good side. But he, he got, hard, to, he right? got to the good side, which shows that it can be done yes. with the right direction, the right teaching. And that's what happened. He giving is giving that chance, right? Giving that I gave one him a chance. chance. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And so he, he's living in, in the gated side. So I went on from there, and that's when I wrote my first, as I said, my first grant. And again, it was under the instruction of God. So when I wrote my first grant, I actually, it was a welfare-to-work grant to the former Governor George Allen. When I wrote that grant, I submitted to him and he gave me the money for the start, you know, to keep this program going, yeah. to, to produce the TV shows, the radio show, and to renovate houses. <laughs> yeah. You, yeah. Sent me, you sent me a lot of information like after we had set up Tea Time and you had sent me all of the stuff that has happened since the first yes. time we actually talked. And I was just blown away. I was like, wow, really? All of this? So I was All like, congratulations. This. Like, you know, but it's yes. hard work. It's the consistency. It's reaching out and not taking no for an answer. You know, if someone gives you that no, you just push along and you say, you know what? There's a yes out there somewhere. Let me find it. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And so and so that's what happened. And um, it, in the midst of all of this, I meet, I, meet, I meet my second husband, right? And his name was, his name was Oliver Charity. That's how I got to be Elizabeth Charity. <laughs> was Oliver I Charity. like it. <laughs> <laughs> this, 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 this is what happened. I go and meet, I go and meet this man, and I'm, I'm just walking down the street. And I'm in front of the building that I actually started operating in. Uh, I, it was the big. It was the biggest building on the block. It was a ten million dollar building, and God had me to move in that building with no money down. <laughs> there we go again, right? And then you're getting a phone call, and it's coming. <laughs> it was so funny because see, this, this, my husband, he, he well. At the time, you know, I had just, you know, I met him and he, he, and I told him, I, it was like nine years after my divorce, right? So I had been doing all of this as a single mom. And so he, he looked at me and, and he said, um, I said, uh, what? He, he just said, hi, how you doing? I go, hi, how you doing? He said, my name is Oliver Charity. And I said, I'm Elizabeth Charity. Elizabeth Harris at the time. <laughs> you were on Charity, yes. And it was so funny because he he, he said, he, he made the comment. I, I looked at him and I said, you see that building right there? He said, yeah. I said, I'm going to move into that building. And he, everybody else I told that I was going to move into that building, they looked at me like I was a crazy woman. <laughs> he <laughs> but you moved in that building. Said, huh? But you moved in there. <laughs> and I moved in there. But he, this, this is what he said. He said, oh, yes, you should have did it 10 years ago. And I go, wait a minute. That, that was when I left my husband 10 years ago. And that's when God had told me that I was going to do this, right? So I was going, oh, really? And he said, and you know what? I had asked God to uh, to to uh, give me a job so I can be able to help you. I, I look at him and I go, huh? <laughs> talking about <laughs> <laughs> love is strange right and you we just never know 
you never know. He said, he said, he said, in fact, I said, I'm getting ready to go in there. I'm meeting with some more people for the, you know, development of the program. And he said, uh, uh, I'm going with you. <laughs> he said, and I'm going to get my resume too. <laughs> so it's like, he was not taking the no for answer either, you know? So he well, that's a good thing. Huh? So that's he came on thing. in there with me and we, he met with the other people. And, um, in the meantime, let me tell you, he was a good looking man. So it was the person behind the desk. We went into the Marriott. And uh, and the person that the person that was working behind the desk at Marriott, she thought he was so fine too. So she went and had the, the security guard to go and tell him to come and tell him said she want she wanted him to take her to lunch. And he said, Oh no! I, I already got lunch with her. <laughs> with me, he already knew what the answer was even before he asked. Because <laughs> God sent him. <laughs> you, you just never know how life transforms, right? And and that's what I got from what you do, the work that you do, Elizabeth, is that you really do transform lives, and you really. Put the faith in these juvenile uh, offenders, you know, um, and sometimes they're they're just guided the wrong way. So they need that chance. They need that second chance, right? Yes, they so, do. So your journey with the youth corporation industry, you said it used it's been running since 1989. Yes. Mm -hmm. So how many lives have you changed since 1989? Oh, it it been it been thousands of lives. Thousands. Thousands, you know, it, it, uh, some of them even contact me now. I mean, through the radio broadcast and the television broadcast. And what is two particular stories that I got to share with you. It was this one individual. This was after I, I was, oh, I decided to go back to school, right? Yeah. To George Mason University because of my son. Um, my, my two sons, both of my sons, as you said, see, they, they have went, they went back, they went to school. In other words, because of the welfare to work program, my sons didn't have to get on welfare and they did not end up in prison. In fact, as I say, they went on a graduate, one has his PhD, uh, in, um, African American history from William and Murray University, one of the best schools in the nation. Come on. And he also uh, has uh, master divinity, so he's the he's a, a he's a minister too. <laughs> and 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 then he has his bash. Oh, he also have a another degree from uh, William and Murray in American history. So you got African American history and American history and a degree in divinity, a master's degree in divinity, and his bachelor's degree from University of Virginia. So all of those are the best of schools. You know what I'm saying? From a single mother. Because <laughs> my did second an awesome job. Awesome job. My 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 second husband passed away. Um so it it was it was <laughs> he passed away from um, I contracted AIDS from him he, he had the AIDS virus and was I was laying in the hospital on my deathbed that reason why I believe in these miracles I was actually on my deathbed and um, I, I, again I was up there having a the conversation with the Lord I said Lord wait a minute I don't understand I done did everything you told me to do and I did the best I can, Father. And here I'm laying up my, my husband, he gone home to glory. And you got me still here. <laughs> yeah, what's your plan now? Look, <laughs> <laughs> he, like, he got the best of the deal. He just still got me here. <laughs> and that's when the Lord told me, He said, I'm turning AIDS, A I D S, into. Assistance in deliverance and salvation. 
I go, what? He said, I'm getting you out of this bed. And you got greater things for me. And I'm going to give you the strength. And he said, and I'm turning back 20 years. At the time, I was 40. And I've been working at this for 20 years. Well, I was really 47. So now I'm 67. I could be 68. <laughs> no, I could be 69. I could be 69 this year. Oh, you can be any age you want to be, right? <laughs> young hearts, we can stay as young as we want to stay. <laughs> Yes, so I could be I could be sixty nine this year. So I have been, you know, I've been working at this for a while, and he's letting me know it's not finished yet. Because this time during the coronavirus, again, I, I was I was taken sick, and I thought I had, you know, COVID, and I I found out that I didn't have COVID. What I actually had was uh, pneumonia. So again, I was laying there and thinking that, you know, he said, I, I, I would just give you a little bit of rest, Liz, to, just to have a recollection yeah. of what you're about to do. I go, huh? He said, because you turned COVID around too. I go, what? He said, you have community, opportunities, investing in life and not death. He's truly using you as a servant, you know, of how you can make a difference, how you can better society, because you're a living example. You have that resilience to keep going forward and pushing on. And I think a lot of people look at you, Elizabeth, and see that strength in you and say, hey, if she can do this on the faith of God, we can do this too. You know, I, I get that from you, from your story, from your testimony, from the work that you do and who you help. You know, because you've chosen to work with people who are often thrown to the side and say, you know what, you made a mistake, live with it. You know, you're the one giving them that chance and saying, hey, let me help you. Let me show you what can be done. And that's mm -hmm. the difference that you're making. And you are a strong cup of tea. And your story is a true testimony of faith in the Lord. Mm -hmm. uh, getting back to my sons, my two, my two sons, uh, what happened was my oldest son, Antoine, he also had three degrees. Uh, he went to, he went to Hagerstown Junior College. He went to George Mason University and he went to Strayer University. So Estrella, he actually was uh, getting his uh, public administration degree, his master degree in public administration. And that's when he recruited me, <laughs> his mother, to come back. He said, Mama, you need to get back in school. I go, huh? He said, sit down here, fill out this application. <laughs> <laughs> Just trust me, Mom, you could do this. <laughs> And at the time he was working for the mayor, right? So he had direct connections with the uh, with the juvenile with the juvenile detention center because I had been working with them, the juvenile detention center for about uh, for about ten years up in Northern Virginia. And I had had one senator to give me a grant, and I had taken that grant and start the twelve weeks job readiness program in the juvenile detention center. So um, he talked to the mayor and he said, instead of you sending them to the juvenile detention center, I want you to just put them in my mother's in my mother's program. Because he said, I am an example of what can happen. And um, he actually had five individuals who was on the verge of either going to the in the juvenile detention center or the jail or going back to college because they had made a stupid mistake. Well, all five of them came a part of my thesis. <laughs> <laughs> See, 
that's what happens. <laughs> All five of them became a part of my thesis. And I want you to know that all five of them took my took my uh, my twelve week job readiness program because I actually wrote my own curriculum, transforming the juvenile offender into entrepreneurs. I like that. I really like that. All five of them became entrepreneurs. They did not go to jail. They did not go into the juvenile detention center because of my son, talked to the people who was in charge and said, put them in my mother's program. And then he went and sit me down <laughs> <laughs> and had me to go to, to Strayer University. And then after I went to Strayer University, I told him, I said, hmm, if you can go to George Mason, I can too. He said, no, mama, uh-uh. I said, watch me. <laughs> I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna do this. So he, 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 and my 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 grandchildren, they actually went with me to move me in to George Mason University, and I actually live on campus. Well, look at you go, girl. <laughs> <laughs> you experienced the whole experience. And we developed my, 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 my students. I had so many students that helped me develop what we call a social entrepreneurship society Ooh. right there on campus. And those students who helped me develop that social entrepreneurship society are the ones now who want to help me to develop the curriculum to zoom into the jails. So they to, to, to do what we say we want to do, transform those juvenile offenders. See, and I think this is why we align, Elizabeth, because I've been looking to get into the jails as well. I wanna I wanna actually understand the mindset of the effect of being in prison, the isolation, the connection, you know, and the aftercare of getting out of that isolation, mm -hmm. the effects of it. Mm -hmm. and, and I think that's where I'm really drawn into the program of youth mm -hmm. cooperation industry is that I really think that you get into that mindset of understanding mm -hmm. why mm -hmm. they were there. What, why weren't they heard? You know, mm -hmm. did they feel that by doing these actions that they were getting heard and getting seen, you know, mm -hmm. is it a pattern, a family cycle? You know, there's so much mm -hmm. to understand, right? Okay. Uh, let me tell you about one particular young man, I, I, and I, I am so proud of him. Well, it's, 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 it's so many of them I'm so proud of, but this one particular one, he was, um, he was, he was 13 years old, and I met him in the juvenile detention center, and he was sharing with me that he liked working with cars and old cars and he wanted to be a mechanic and he was just sharing stuff with me and so um but he was the biggest bully there in he he was he 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 he, he had been hurted by his 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 father his father wasn't there his uncle had deserted him and um he, he had his mother and so what happened was this one particular day, we was talking about leadership. So I look at uh, Aguado and I said, Aguado, you know, you're a leader. He said, huh? I said, you're a leader. I said, if you take that negative action, your negative energy you have, and turn it to positive, you'll have everybody in here following you. Yep. And he looked at me, he said, what, Miss, Miss, Miss Liz, what are you talking about? And his friend said, for real, yeah, for real, Eduardo, uh, we, we, we will, we will, you know. And he was going, wow. So what happened was he was put in a special program. And he 
told me, he said, Miss Liz, will you go before the judge and speak on my behalf? Will you talk to my mama? Because they was getting ready, they was really getting ready to send him into Bowen Air, which is a, a juvenile detention center. It's, it's, it's like, like a, 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 a young adult jail, really. Yeah. Uh-huh. So uh, he said, will you go on my, will you go on my behalf, Miss Liz? I said, yeah, let me talk to your mama. So I talked to the mama and I found out that they had really like framed him because they wanted to keep him in there to get the state money. To wow. They continue to get the money. So as I talked to the to the to the mother, I said, okay. So what I did was I got in contact with his gardener light and his lawyer. Then I got in contact with his other lawyer. And then I contacted the judge. What had happened was I had one lawyer had referred me to the whole, to all the judges at the at the juvenile detention center. So I had got to know them. And so what I did was I wrote a letter to the judge. And about that time, I had, um, we, we, everything looked like was going wrong that day, but we finally got into the jail. I mean, we finally got into the court. And in the me, I, I realized then that the, uh, be, 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 the timing was so that all the information could get to the judge. I did not realize that because the whole time that, it was, the trial was going on, the Gardner Lighting was sending information. Wow. So what happened was um, the judge was looking at that and the prosecutor, this is what the prosecuting attorney did. And she said, um, we are going to send him down to Beaumont. And we already know that there's someone here who think he shouldn't be going, but we're going to prove them wrong. And I went on, I said, Lord, every lie that they have told on this guy, on, on, on Eddie, I want to come back on them seven times. I said, God, go ahead, do what you have to do. So they start testifying on what was going on in Eddie's life. And the judge was looking at the information that was coming in. And he was looking at that, and he was looking at the prosecuting attorney and the um, his probation office, and he was like shaking his head. And uh, in the meantime, Ed is sitting there going to his 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 lawyer, saying, uh, uh, "What's going on? What's going on?" Because he's Spanish. He said he's Spanish, and his lawyer was saying, uh, "They digging their own hole. It's all good. It's all good." <laughs> It's all, it's, it's all, it's all good. He said, you don't have to worry about it. It's all good. And so they finally, when they finally wrapped it all up, the judge looked at him and said, y'all, y'all disappoint me. He said, I have referred Eddie to your program because I thought you was going to help him. But from what his God not lightning said and the information that Miss Charity has given me, she said, y'all, Y'all have not did fair by this young man. And he said, um, and at that time, that's when his lawyer stood up and his lawyer said, um, your honor, we would like to submit, we would like to submit uh, Eddie into Miss Charity's program instead of going into Beaumont, submit him to, submit him to her program. And he said, yes, I believe I will. He said, okay, Miss Christian back there, submit. I said, no, 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 my name's Miss Charity. He said, no, like I said, Miss Miss Christian back there. <laughs> <laughs> he said, I want the, the probation officer 
and the, and the lawyer. I want you getting in contact with her so she because I had a program going on, you know. Yeah. He said submit it and within within six months, Eddie had received um, his um, had got back in school was an honor roll student, three point five grade point average. Wow. Yes, he had received his GED. He was getting ready to go to college. <laughs> and he was starting, and he, he received a, 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 the bar, bar award from the county. Uh -huh. Look at that. Look at that. You, you, you see what I'm saying? His life totally turned around. Yep. Because there was somebody who believed in him and saw the good inside of him, and we just worked with him. Amazing. And he started his own business. See, and this is what we need. We need more stories like this out there. We need more awareness out there on the on the work that you're doing, Elizabeth. You know, we need to understand that there are incredible organizations and corporations out there that are not being seen because they're being blinded because of other organizations or programs that are out there that are not doing the same impactful work. You know, uh, they might have the proper funding. They might have, you know, inside scoops, you know. How do you feel that you've been in the business since 1989, right? And to all the viewers and listeners out there, we are going to go over because I want to keep Elizabeth in the studio because I want to really touch down on the youth corporation industry, mm -hmm. on the impact that you've made because you have made a huge impact. With just the numbers that you've, you've given me in the time that we've made this tea time the the transformation that you've made right mm -hmm. so how do you feel knowing that your organization's been running since 1989 and i myself only found out about it when we got in contact how does that make you feel um that i'm doing the work behind the scene and a lot of people just don't know what's going on i, and I, I, I like that you, answer and i thank you miss liz for giving me this opportunity to share. No, and, and I like that answer. Mm -hmm. Because Elizabeth, this is what this is the this is what people need to understand is that God's work and servants are not always seen. You don't always yeah. see the work we're doing. You don't always see the impact that we're making because we're not in the light. That's you know, right. we're behind and it's okay that we're in the in the in the back. Mm -hmm. Because you have changed thousands and thousands of lives. You know, mm -hmm. and you're not saying, look at me, look at me, look at me. You're saying, let me show you the impact that I'm making. Let me show you mm -hmm. the difference I'm making. And this mm -hmm. is why we need these awareness. And this is what this platform is for, is to bring awareness to incredible organizations like yourself, you know, that mm -hmm. are not being seen. We need to start mm -hmm. paying attention to the back seat, not the front seat, you know? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it, it's like it's like you giving a chance to all of these young men you know, they're in the back seat. Mm -hmm. They're not in that front seat where they have the the chance. Because I won't mm -hmm. say not giving up on them. They've already ruined their lives. They've already done this. Where you're sitting in the back seat and saying, hey, judge, listen to me. Put them in my program. And I will promise you and guarantee you that this boy's life will change. And he yeah. will do the work because I believe in mm -hmm. him. It's like you believe in God. You believe in these young men. So it's yes. truly impactful. I, I want to mm -hmm. get in before we before we close the tea time and that up. I want to know what your tea is, Liz. So if I can make tea, what would your tea be? Tea is time of eternity provide awesome results. Like that, and that's truly like who you are. Mm -hmm. So, did you want to repeat your tea for everyone that's listening? Time of eternity provides awesome results. I like that word, awesome. <laughs> I really like that word, awesome. So yeah. any any final words, Liz, that you have for the listeners and viewers out there? What message would you have for them? I was hoping that they would like to say, join forces with me. And we would like to be able to, we, we have reached 122 countries. 
And we would like very much to say, put this program in every state. Wouldn't that be awesome? And we can do it through the Zoom. We can do it through the Zoom. Not only would it develop jobs and economic development, but this is a win-win situation. It changed lives. And that's what we want to do. Change lives and provide economic development for your business. Because we, we, are, we, not, we have the television advertisement, we have the radio advertisement, we have Zoom, we have uh, another one, uh, the YouTube. That's how we reached the 122 countries. And you are all the way from where? I'm in Canada. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> and, and, and I like that you brought that up, Liz, because it is a, it is a global issue. It, it is, is not just happening in the United States. It's not just happening in Canada. It is global. There are young men out there that are not getting the chance. And if you could get this program, if you could get Elizabeth's program into your community, into your country, would you not want to see these boys succeed and better yeah. your state? And give give, give them my, my email address so they can get in contact with me. And uh, let's move forward. Uh, and my number is, of course, 571-314-7503. And my email is elizabeth.charity at yciyos.org. And uh, you, you have you have my, my website. Uh, website up there. So, hey, let's make it happen, y'all. We can make let's, this happen. <laughs> right? So let's open some doors and let's really, truly make a difference. And, you know, show people that we can make a difference. Yes. And the message that I have for all the viewers and listeners out there, Start paying attention to the back seat. You just never know who's sitting in that back seat, who makes a difference. And we have her in the house today. So Elizabeth Charity, I really want to thank you for joining me for tea time and getting it out there. If anybody would like to know more on Elizabeth Charity, the website is up here for all the audio listeners that will be listening to the broadcast after it's uploaded. All the information is in the description so if you go into the description for any of the podcast stations you will see all the information for elizabeth charity for information on how to contact her and all that and if you would really like to have this program in your community your country please reach out and let's make a difference because that's what we're here for we're here to make a difference bring awareness that we can make changes and you know elizabeth you really have made a difference and i i understand why we why we're aligned and why god brought you into my life I, I understand the connection now. And this is how he works. He brings the guests to me or the guests I find them. There's a reason that I'm led to you guys. So I want to really thank you, Elizabeth, for everything you've done and all the lives that you have impacted and continue to do what you're doing. And if anyone would like to know more on Elizabeth, again, check out the website and reach out. Let's make a difference and let's really spill some tea. And make a ripple effect of the messy tea here. Listen, we drink our tea together. <laughs> we spill only good news, us girls. That's what Elizabeth's do. We're the thank good you. news girls. Uh, yes, Liz, thank you so much. Thank you for giving me this opportunity to just share my heart. Thank you. Oh, not a problem. Anytime. And we will stay connected and we will connect again. And if yeah. you need any help with, any, with anything, let me know. For all the listeners and viewers out there, I want to thank you for tuning in. If you are watching the live, please let me know. Put hashtag live. If you have watched and watching the replay, put hashtag replay. And if you would like to see a topic on my platform and you feel that we need that awareness and that educational out there on that topic, please reach out and let me know. My door is open to bring awareness. And I do the messy and the hard topics. So if you think it's too hard, it's never too hard. We only make a difference when we spill and bring good news. I'm going to see you guys all again on April 14th when I have Dr. Kevin Payne in the house. He will be speaking on chronic pain. He lives with MS and he's also a skydiver. So I brought, I'm bringing him on so that we can speak about beating our fears and getting outside of our comfort zone. And only 60 seconds 
will take that fear away by jumping out of a plane. So we will see you all April 14th at 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time with a new tea to make a difference. And thank you again, Elizabeth, for joining me today. Thank you for having me on. Thank you so much. Bye-bye.